card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Hey everyone, uh, my name is Charles Holmes and I'm here with my co-host from the Ringer Music Show. Grace Spellman. Grace Spellman. <laughs> and we are here to talk about Mariah Carey's Magical Christmas Special. This um, holiday extravaganza premiered on Apple TV Plus on December 4th and it features Mariah Carey doing what she does best bringing in the Christmas cheer. She has a a cadre of of hosts. We're talking about Tiffany Haddish, Billy Eichner, Ariana Grande, Jennifer Hudson, and Snoop Dogg, all trying to tell us what the meaning of Christmas is. For people who haven't watched it, Grace, can you quickly run through the plot or lack thereof of this special? Yes, I was going to say, all right, so it's so it starts with Mariah and her, are those her actual kids? I think two of, I think she only has two kids. I thought the other kid was supposed to be like her from the past. Because that's what I think too. She was like little Mimi, which I thought she was referring to her daughter, but then the daughter was like, we don't have a Christmas tree at my house. And so I was like, where's your house? So I think that was, that was supposed to be Mariah from the past, but the other two kids are her actual kids with Nick Cannon in real life. Well, she did not do a good job at establishing it. Um, so <laughs> it seems like the daughter is, glo- is gloomy, this little girl and this little boy are gloomy because it's 2020 and no one's in the Christmas spirit. And even Billy Eichner, at the, who plays an elf at the North Pole, is noticing the lack of spirit amongst the North Poleans. And so he says to his worker friends, there's only one person I can call, and that's Mariah. So I'm pretty sure that makes the episode Mariah's, the hero's journey is she's bringing back cheer through song is that what you got out of it that's what i got out of it but it was weird because mariah is the protagonist who's there to bring back christmas cheer but there's not like a villain like the villain is like (laughs) holiday apathy which isn't (laughs) 
does it make for like an entertaining watch? Mm-hmm. Like, what is she? She's trying to save Christmas, but there's not really anybody who's threatening to take it away besides <laughs> us just kind of be like, there's a p- pandemic out here. None of us are in the Christmas view. <laughs> Yeah, it's sort of an abstract enemy, which as the audience, I don't, you know, I don't feel the urgency. So this is a 45 minute special. And what I found was really funny about it is like the plot is only there to like string together what we really want to watch, which is Mariah Carey just singing. And that's what I think was the biggest tension for me where I was just like, oh man, I have to go get through like five or 10 minutes of this exposition to get to Mariah Carey singing. And she's not a good actress. Like no shots at her. She's just not. No, I said the same thing to my mom. I was like, I, this would have been so much better for me if like the little sketch interludes had been either non-existent or just very, very brief because they didn't do a good job at making it. They didn't, the little skits didn't do a good job at making it comprehensive. And also Mariah's not funny to watch. No, not at all. And I think the tension between all of this was honestly where we watched it. So this is coming from Apple TV and I like watching it. I automatically thought I think this would have been way more charming on like, like as an ABC or NBC special where there's like commercial breaks because it had Mm -hmm. very big, the in-laws are over for the holiday season. We can't agree on anything to watch. Let's just throw on this Mariah Carey special. But because it's on Apple TV, it's this corporate synergy where uh, Apple TV just bought the Peanuts special. Uh, So like the Peanuts are in it and Mariah Carey's like, I'm Mariah Carey and I've had this many hits and I just have a new memoir out and we're on Apple TV. And you're just kind of like, I don't know. You're totally right. And I will say I watched it with my mom and the minute Woodstock appeared, she went over the, she was over the moon. She loves the the peanuts. I agree with you. I think it was totally the, the peanuts who I do love them. It, the insert of them felt like, remember we exclusively have the peanuts. And then also (laughs) you're right. Like I feel like every year Mariah Carey does this like marketing campaign and this just felt like another one to me. So I agree with you with that corporate feel. So let's walk through maybe our pros and cons. What did you feel worked about the special? I think the highlight for me was Ariana and Jennifer Hudson. There was so much joy in that. They're all very talented, but sort of at the end, they were just having so much fun with each other and they were doing, you know, they were all moving. It was, you could see that they were having like singing inside jokes with each other, the way that they would like move up their hands and like kind of flutter their hands to how they were singing. So that was definitely a pro for me. I wish that sort of musical joy existed throughout. And I will say the gospel choirs though, had some of that joy that I was missing. I would say Ariana, J-Hud and the gospel choirs were my favorite part musically. Another pro is that Mariah's, and I've learned this later in life, seems to be huge in Christmas. I guess her Christmas album is played. Like, did you grow up listening to Mariah's Christmas album at all? Yes, it would go on the 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 sweep of what like my mom or my uncle or whoever was hosting Christmas would play. So I've grown up with this. Mm-hmm. So, but it's only I feel like been in recent years where there has been like the small gig economy of like reporters being like, "This is how big Mariah." Carrie's Christmas album is this year. And we like every year we're just like, oh, it's number one now. Oh, it's going to sell this much. And this just felt like, like you said, the the latest kind of blitz in this marketing campaign. But I do think one thing watching it, I found joy like when Snoop Dogg would show up and he's in like Santa's uniform <laughs> or when Ariana Grande and Mariah Carey, it's kind of become a meme now where they're both like 
hitting that super mm-hmm. high note as a singer, like what what would you classify that note as? Because it's very characteristic to both of them. It's called they're called whistle tones. So okay. it's 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 a special kind of register that not many singers can sing. I don't know what notes they were because they were so high, but it's like a sort of vocal phenomenon that only like a really good kind of singer or really trained kind of singer can do. Yeah, and watching it the other type of like second tension once you get away from maybe the corporate aspect of it was you could tell that this special was filmed during the pandemic times because watching it everything is in a is green screen like not a very good green screen it's like you could tell mariah is there and then sometimes when she was dancing i was like i don't think the dancers are in the same room as her so a lot of times it's just her alone. There's no studio audience. There's nothing. So when you get someone like an Ariana, like who you can tell is singing with her, it brings you a certain joy. And then once again, they leave and you're left with just Mariah Carey singing in front of like a bad, bad CGI. And you, and everybody next to her is six feet apart. So it's this weird in the back. You're like, I know there's a pandemic going on. I know there are reasons it's being filmed this way, but my mind still isn't processing that. Did you kind of see those scenes? No, and and I, I you're totally right. And I think that's why I loved the Ariana and Jennifer Hudson part is because I could tell they were actually right there. And I don't know if this is because I love Broadway, but I uh, sort of what you were saying about how you wish there was commercials and things. Are you familiar at all with, you know, NBC doing like the live productions of Hairspray and Grease? Yes, yes, and- yes. That's the other thing is that Mariah had tried to do a Christmas special a few years ago. And I mean, she's a seasoned veteran. She's sung a lot and her voice isn't what it used to be, which is totally normal. I think a special like this really would have benefited from something live. But I understand, A, it was COVID and B, she's not a great live singer anymore. So it felt vocally, it felt very and just sonically, it felt very produced and a little bit overdone to me. Mm. Honestly, going off of that, I do agree with you that listening to it, because it wasn't live, and I think it being live gives us the audience kind of like, ooh, like anything can happen because there was that big moment where Mariah Carey sang in front of a live audience during Christmas and she, it was so bad. I remember she was like a trending topic forever. People were roasting her. But part of the joy of that is like, oh, there's stakes to this. And there were not Mm -hmm. those stakes in this Christmas special because everything, like sometimes I was like, oh man, this is just a recording. This is not actually Mariah singing right now. So I'm like, there's nothing. All right, cool. Like I could have just loaded up Spotify and listened to this, you know? (laughs) Right, right. All right, so Grace, could you briefly walk me through some of the characters that show up or like the lack thereof? Because there, there's, there is a weird phenomenon where people just pop out of nowhere and they're not established at all. Like, can you please set this up for the audience? There were, I honestly, if I look back and the only real characters to me were, I forgot the kids existed. Mariah's kids, Mariah, Billy Eichner, and Tiffany Haddish, who was doing the narrating throughout. But other than that, like there wasn't even a Santa. Uh, <laughs> like, come on, that's the guy. But but something I had noticed during the numbers, and I kind of want everyone who's listening to go back and watch because it's so funny. There was a scene at the end when things are like kind of getting big, and there are all these kids running around, and the gospel choir kids are running around, and then there's this guy on the side with like a corn cob hat in like a jaunty scarf looking around watching the kids like pretending to be like go on kids go go and I was like who is who is that man is he the mayor of this town and then there was another old woman who was like look at what we're enjoying but they weren't 
in a chorus or anything. They were just by themselves. And so I was just like, who are the characters in the story? Who are, who the fuck is that guy? Like he's, I, I made me very upset. Did you, did, did you notice him? I felt the same way. Like I didn't even notice him. So I'm going to go back and watch that. I was Please. more obsessed with like the elves because there was no like hierarchy like Billy Eichner was an elf but he was a grown man and then out of nowhere like these kids like kids elves like pop out and they start doing like hip hop moves. I'm like who are these kids? Like are they supposed to be the short elves? Like are there kid elves and like adult elves? Like there, it was there was so much about the special that they glossed over especially the Santa part and I feel like I would not put it past Mariah Carey to be like no Santa will take away from me. I'm I'm the leader of Christmas now. Fuck Santa. <laughs> and that's such another good point is that, and another thing I noticed about the costumes is that it was, and I think this is so, it was not uncharacteristic of Mariah. It was such a diva. I mean, she, it was, what a fun opportunity to be in like the most beautiful dresses I've ever seen, the craziest eye makeup. And something I noticed in the beginning, I was sort of wondering, how are they going to make this Mariah-y and Christmassy and something uh, thing I noticed and it seemed like they kind of gave up on it was her emergency phone because Billy Eichner calls her on the emergency red phone and her yes. red phone is covered in glitter and I was like oh good this is Mariah like we're getting Mariah but then it kind of just like there was no more Mariah bling there's no more like touch of Mariah do you know what I'm saying oh no I, I absolutely know what you're saying I was also a little bit like thrown off because Mariah because it's Mariah you get that diva energy you get this sexiness all of her costumes, it was kind of like she wanted to do like sexy Christmas, which I thought was like very funny. Like it was just like where I still wanted to look fabulous, even when she's like singing like these sad Christmas songs. And I'm just like, even like her skin sometimes I'm like, is, is Mariah wearing body glitter right now? Is like, <laughs> what is going on? It was so much. It was so much. And then to like have a scene where I was like, wow, her boobs look great. And then all of a sudden there's Woodstock from the peanuts. I was like, all right, I, you know, like who is the, who is the target audience for this? <laughs> every, every single outfit, like made sure to like accentuate like Mariah's boobs. And I'm like, isn't this supposed to be like, like that's fine. But I was a little like, what am I supposed to feel? Am I supposed to feel like <laughs> sexy and turned on? Am I supposed to feel like wistful and sad? I don't know what's going on, Mariah. <laughs> but like, that's, I feel like Mariah. That's what she wants us to feel. She's like, I still want you to know I'm bad and the most fabulous woman on earth. And I did end up feeling that. Yes, yes. Anything yes. else for, for the audience that they should like check out or you noticed throughout this whole Mariah journey? I have discussed this on our musical show, the music show, Ringer Music Show. My favorite piece of music all time of all time is The Nutcracker. And Misty Copeland, who is one of a phenomenal, one of the most famous ballet dancers, did a little dance to The Nutcracker. And yes. they did uh, Dance of the Sugar Flum Fairies. And there's usually like a very high, it's an instrument called the Celeste. It's very high. It sounds like a old timey, chimey piano thing. And I don't know if you noticed, but they, Mariah was doing like, ha, ha, ha. Was like, that the, her? Like, I was like, yes. who is in the back singing really high? Because I also was just like, part of me felt like, I was just like, Mariah, why don't you let this beautiful ba ballerina do the dance? But like, the only thing I could concentrate, it was on like the high singing in the back. That's, I literally, I should have asked my mom, but because I was like, right, I was like thinking of notes right as I was watching this. And after the Nutcracker dance was over, I was like, going to turn to my mom and be like, were you totally distracted by that? Or was that just me? <laughs> So I'm glad to know I wasn't alone. Oh, no. I was just like, why can't Mariah ever let anybody else have this? <laughs> she cannot. She she cannot. 
So I I think it's safe to say that we didn't hate the special, but we we had issues. But I'm more interested in what did your mom think? What was her what was her takeaway from watching this? It's undeniable that Mariah is a good singer. Even if you don't, you just know when you're watching her that you're watching something that no one else can do at this time. Maybe Ariana. So my mom liked it because of that. You know, every time Mariah would come on stage, she would be like, oh, look at that dress. Oh, did you notice that's a different dress than it was before? Oh, how, you know, she's like, no, the, this one was wider at the bottom and now it goes wide at the middle. That's a different dress. So your mom was really loved the dresses. I, I'm picking that up. And so she liked that. She liked the peanuts. She doesn't react to it the same. It didn't have that family rewatchability. I don't see me and my mom you know how families have their Christmas staples that they sometimes return to every year, whether it be a live production or a taped this or a TV show of that. It just didn't have that. I couldn't see myself sitting down with my mom again, rewatching it. So she liked it, but it, I, I don't think she liked it. I think she just liked it for its aesthetics. I don't think she liked it for its, you know, the complete project. Who'd you watch it with? I didn't watch it with anyone. I watched it alone after watching Mank, which was like <laughs> a double, like a double feature that I don't, think anybody should watch it. My my big takeaway was I was just like, in Mank and honestly this, the connective tissue is like, I feel like everybody you could tell on screen was like, yo, this streaming service dropped the bag. <laughs> like Snoop Dogg was like dancing in the middle of it. And I was like, dog, he walked away with a nice six-figure check for five minutes of work. And that's what <laughs> I think like that is the, uh, the Christmas spirit. If you can get a streaming service to pay you large amounts of money to tell people to go uh, buy stuff to keep the capitalist engine running during the holiday season, why not? You know? Why not? Isn't that what life is all about? It is what life is all about. Is that I think that's a good that's a good place to end. What do you think, Grace? I think that's a great place to end. Well, guys, thank you so much. This has been uh Charles and Grace from the Ringer Music Show hopping on for a nice feature on TV Concierge. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.